Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in what should be a very interesting What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 126. Now, I promised last week that today, after the opening block, we would spend the majority of the rest of the show discussing or answering listener questions and viewer questions live in our YouTube chat as a thank you for the audience getting us to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Okay, so... I One of the reasons I wanted to do it today was because I foolishly thought that there wasn't going to be a ton of news. It's like it's pre-trade deadline. LeBron won't have the record yet. The Super Bowl stuff won't really get to a fevered pitch until later in the week. So it felt like the right day to do it. And then Friday afternoon, Kyrie demands a trade. And Sunday afternoon, Kyrie gets traded. So that obviously is going to be the majority of our first segment of the show. We will then get to your listener and viewer questions and comments. I will jump into the YouTube chat myself after the opening block. And we're going to try to work this on the fly. But first, we must start with what we missed. Here's what we missed on today's show. LeBron is 36 points away from the record. He could break it tomorrow night. If not, he will certainly break it on Thursday. Tom Brady's retirement sand auctioned off. I don't buy that for one second. I understand people like, oh, someone bid half a million dollars. Until that check clears, that nobody is paying for that sand. And Kyle Kuzma had a very interesting fit. Kuzma, listen, takes a lot of chances with his fashion. He's very confident in it. This, to me, was a miss, but I like Kuz, but I think this was a miss. Okay. Reminder again, you can start with your questions and comments already in the chat, and I will get to them in the second segment. But Demonze, I assume we have to start with Kyrie. Yeah. So we were just talking about how Kyrie was on good behavior on Thursday's show. Yeah, and playing great. And he demanded a trade yeah. the very next day. Yeah. So now he's headed to Dallas to team up with your Slovenian son. Mm-hmm. Uh Lucas probably gonna end up being a two-pack type of guy, type of guy dealing with Kyrie Irving. Uh-huh. Uh Kyrie is more bound to hurt Dallas than to help. Correct? Long-term, yes. Short-term, maybe not. Long-term, I think that this is the first, maybe not the first, maybe screwing up the Jalen Brunson extension. The first domino, honestly, 
in Luca ultimately leaving Dallas, which I think is going to happen. I hope. You hope. I just think that he deserves better. Better better teammates, a better situation. He should leave Kyrie high and dry. Well, it's, cool. it's he's got three years after this one left on his deal. Ugh. So he's not going to do it immediately, Kyrie but he could do it eventually. <laughs> so the first domino in the Luka Mavs tenure not being as great as it should be given how brilliant he is was probably the Chris Stapps Porzingis trade. Traded assets for a guy who was not the right co-star. The second domino was not giving Jalen Brunson four years, 55 million, which he would have taken, and then not wanting to give him the max last summer, so he then walks. The most important domino is now this one, where they handicap their future flexibility, they trade away a future pick, they lose an excellent 3 and D piece in Dorian Finney-Smith, maybe their best perimeter defender, and they do it for the most unreliable star in the league. One of the most unreliable stars in league history, Kyrie Irving. Now, with that said, in the very short term, it absolutely could work. The defense is not going to be good, but the offense will be unstoppable. And most importantly, the offense, which goes to die, this team is 0-7 when Luka doesn't play, and they are one of the league league's worst offenses when Luka is on the bench. Now, this team offensively can survive when Luka rests. Also, Luka won't be as worn out at the end of games. So that's critical. Come the postseason, Here's what we know about Kyrie. He's not scared. Now, I don't consider him a legendary postseason performer. Right. I consider him a guy who had a legendary postseason stretch in 2016, culminating in one of the biggest shots in league history. But it is worth noting that he left LeBron James in the summer of 2017. Okay. We've had the 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and this is now the 23 season. Six years since then. Kyrie does not have a single significant postseason moment since then. In 2018, he missed the playoffs with the Celtics. The Celtics were there. He wasn't. He was hurt. And then he didn't show up to game seven at the Boston Garden uh, to even sit on the bench because he's had nasal surgery. 2019, he flames out in epic fashion, demanding to guard Giannis and playing. (laughs) He demanded to guard Giannis, and they lost four consecutive games to the Bucs. I even know that. 2020, he was hurt and not really interested in playing in the playoffs for the Nets in the bubble because Durant wasn't there. 2021, they look unbelievable in the first round against Boston with Harden. And Durant, then Harden gets hurt in game one of that series. Kyrie gets hurt in game four of that series. They lose an epic game seven. Last year, he was awful and they got swept. Nope. And now we're to this year. So it's been a very long time 
since Kyrie Irving had an impactful playoff moment. With that said, if he's available, he's still obviously dangerous. His availability is a huge question. And the long-term sustainability of this is essentially impossible. We know that with this player. Now, are the Mavs, here's the deal. The Mavs, whoever traded for Kyrie, he wanted out of Brooklyn in part because they would not in part, but because they wouldn't give him the fully guaranteed contract. All right. The Mavs, whoever traded for him, can only give him a two-year extension right now. Now, the Mavs, I'm sure, would love to just sign Kyrie to a two-year max extension, 80-some million bucks. That is not what Kyrie wants. So Kyrie is going to hit free agency this summer. What will he do? Where will he go? You would think the Mavs, because they're trading, they traded all this for him are willing to get in the Kyrie Irving business long-term. That has never worked out for anyone. If they're not willing to sign him long-term, then they just mortgaged a hell of a piece in Dorian Finney-Smith, I don't care so much about Dinwiddie, and a future first for a few months of Kyrie Irving. (laughs) Now, if you win the title, it's worth it. But my guess is, Even if they win the title, this could still result in Lucas souring on the team long-term. Because you win a title now doesn't mean Lucas in three years going to like the direction of the franchise. And this long-term-wise will absolutely hurt the direction of the franchise. Every team that's gotten into the Kyrie Irving business has ended up regretting. Every team he has randomly and shockingly turned on. He turned on LeBron and the Cavs. He turned on the Celtics and he turned on the Nets multiple times. Go ahead. Seems like you want seems to, to be something a little different though. Like from Kyrie going to the Mavs to the Nets and from the Cavs what do you to mean? the Celtics. Actually, yeah, it's just I don't know. Like I I feel like he just can't keep doing this. Why not? Like it's got to come to a stop. So that's what everybody tries to assign logical decision trees to Kyrie. He's a obviously and clearly illogical person. It's not there. It, he, he missed out on over $10 million and the majority of a season because he out of nowhere became vaccine hesitant when that wasn't, was nowhere in his history. he, almost submarined this season because he refused to back down from promoting a movie that I still to this day believe he never even watched. And now, and and that was that was sandwiched in between a trade request in the summer that he changed his mind on, and then a new trade request that came three days after talking about how this Nets team can't be compared to last year's Nets team because he's here now and he wasn't then. And then he demanded a trade three days later. The idea that Kyrie, all of it, is going to be like, okay, now I get it. No, he won't. But in the West this year, with the Lakers 
being run by one of the worst GMs in sports with the Warriors, and we'll talk about them later, Steph getting hurt again, with the Grizzlies probably being a piece away and the Pelicans falling apart, unless you think Denver is this juggernaut, the West is there for the taking. So that's why they did it. See if they can steal a title this year. But long-term, that's going to be a heavy, heavy bill to pay. So All right, this, go ahead. Does this package seem better than what the Lakers could have offered? If the Nets are trying to win right now, yes. Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith adds defense and three-point shooting. Dinwiddie gives you 65% of Kyrie's offensive production. And they got a pick. The Lakers were offering you Russ and future picks. The Lakers package is better if you're ready to admit. If they were going to trade Durant as well, then the Lakers package is better. But because they are going to try to placate Durant and compete, this is the better trade package. Okay. And uh, do you do you think that he'll at all corrupt Luca? Like do you think how do you no, think that dynamic is? I don't think that'll work? happen. I think Luca's too strong of a personality. And basketball-wise, we have seen the one time Kyrie has won at any level was alongside LeBron. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go there earlier. Well, and Luka's, but Luka's game is. It's the most similar to LeBron. To LeBron of anybody. Right. So we know basketball-wise it can work. Now, the difference is this. LeBron, when he was with Kyrie, was still in the discussion for the best defender in the league. Luka is not. And now that is going to be a backcourt that teams absolutely can score on yeah. in Kyrie and Luca. All right, last or next one. So we've got the a poll question. Yeah, sure. we've we've got the poll question. Will Kyrie and will the Kyrie Luca pairing work? Forty one percent say yes. Fifty nine percent say no. Okay. All right. Next one. All right. So now to my man Kevin Durant, who is stuck on a team that he very clearly wanted to leave earlier in the season. Yep. No disrespect to Dinwiddie, but the Nets obviously took a step back after this trade. KD picked Kyrie as his running mate, and now he bailed on him. How embarrassing and sad is this for Kevin Durant? Listen, it's he's made an all-time historic blunder in teaming up with Kyrie. But Go ahead. He tried to get out. Like that's the like he did. That's the sad part about it, man. He did try to get out, and then Kyrie ended up being the one who got out. And I'm not going to criticize Durant for leaving the Warriors because we all told him he had to leave the Warriors, but. Choosing Kyrie as his running mate was a grievous error. Now, let me say something else here. This does give Kevin Durant a golden opportunity for all-time legacy stuff. I believe, historically, Giannis is a better player than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant now has an opportunity to do something similar to what we saw Giannis do. Now, I understand that he doesn't have a Chris Middleton. I get that. And you can say he doesn't have a Drew Holiday. Yeah, right. But that Nets roster is not a bad roster. Right. He's got Seth. He's got Seth. They might make another move. You have Claxton, Claxton. Who's been showing up. Right. You have Dorian Finney-Smith. You have the kid, Cam Thomas, who just got to play the other night and scored 44 points yeah. the game you were at. Yep. He, you look around the East, 
And does Boston have a better roster? Yes. Does Philly have a better roster? Yeah. Does Milwaukee have a better roster? With Middleton, the way he's his health concern, I'm not sure. I mean, they just got Giannis. Yeah. No, but but my point is this. If Durant, when he comes back from this injury, can play like the best player in the league, there is now, there are no, in my opinion, juggernauts in the NBA this year. I don't think Boston is a juggernaut. I think they're very good. Philly is not a juggernaut. They're very good. Milwaukee right now is kind of mismatched a bit. They probably have a move that they need to make. And we already talked about the West. I think if Durant can be healthy and dominant with this supporting cast going on a finals run with these guys is a legacy changer. Yeah. It's a no doubt, but I am the bus driver, as Barkley would say. I am the man. He's not in a position where the roster is so bereft. We didn't even mention Royce O'Neal. We didn't mean, there's, a, there's, I like the Watanabe kid. Watanabe, yeah. I like him. They got good role players. It, right. Yeah. So, it, we saw in 2018, LeBron carry a Cavs roster. That is way worse, worse than, than this, this one. Yeah. Way worse to the NBA Finals. Now they got smoked by Durant and the Warriors, but he got him to the finals. We saw Luka last year carry a roster that it was worse than this one to the Western Conference Finals. This is an opportunity for Durant to be the guy. It's a nice angle on it. And I don't mind the pieces they got. And they might have another move to make. So now will he want to be there long term? Maybe not. And maybe this summer he does get moved. That's absolutely on the board. But for the here and the now, this is a shot at some legacy redemption for Durant. Because there will be no question who the man is, no question who the leader is, no question who the offense has to run through at the end of games. And we can see how far he can carry it. Because here's what I'm telling you. Right now, this moment, if the Nets had the exact roster that they had, but instead of Kevin Durant as the lead guy, it was Giannis, no one would be writing them off. Nobody. Right now, this moment, if the Nets have the exact roster that they have, but instead of Kevin Durant as the lead guy, it was Luka, no one would be writing them off. I don't know if right now, this moment, the Nets had this roster with that many shooters and that many switchable wings. If the lead guy was LeBron James, people would be writing them off. This is actually kind of a perfect roster for Brock. Yeah. So Durant is supposed to be, some argue, the best player in the league. So, and now you don't have to worry about any of the off-court nonsense with Kyrie. Got a decent coach. You just go play. Jacques Vaughn's done a good job. So I'm excited to go see it. Uh, go ahead. A little, not random, but yeah. 
Where does the where does Harden, Kyrie, and Durant Nets Nets rank rank in t- failed super teams? Sorry. Oh, I think it's one of the biggest disasters in league history. I think it's the biggest as far as super teams go. Well, so you don't remember Kobe and Powell got Steve Nash and Dwight Howard one summer, and people thought that was going to be an all-time team. Everyone then ended up getting banged up. They lost, I think, in round one. Also, you probably don't remember, and well, I mean, you were five, but the Lakers won three straight titles with Kobe and Shaq. They then got beat by the Spurs when they were going for their fourth title, and the next year they added Gary Payton and Carl Malone, both much older. And that team made it all the way to the finals, actually. But then uh, Malone, they, the Pistons, the 4 Pistons, uh, ended up crushing them in the finals, I think four games to one. Uh, there have been, you know, a few of these where it's like, wait, this should be great. I mean, right now, the, I mean, the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George is a failed super team, but it didn't have three guys. Right. The thing is, is Harden was there so briefly. It's just a disaster that Katie and Kyrie played 87 games. I think it might have been less than that. I'm pretty sure it was exactly 87. Playoffs combined. Playoffs and regular season combined. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I I talked about this on Friday. Not Katie, Kyrie, and Hart. No, just Katie, Kyrie. Katie, Kyrie. I think it's 87 games together. They won one playoff series together. One. It's unbelievable. They won seven total playoff games together. It's a disaster. Total disaster. Next. Yeah, all right. So the trade deadline is on Thursday, so we'll see plenty more action, obviously. Yeah. There's bound to be a lot of action with 13 teams in both conferences still very alive for the postseason. Yeah. The Kyrie trade showed even Chris Paul is available in the next few days. Now that Kyrie is gone, who was LeBron trading for to help him lose in the second round? All right, well, I don't, it, I don't know if they'll lose in the second round or not. Um, I also don't know if Flink is going to make a move. There is a sneaky Bradley Beal move potentially available because Beal is on such a horrific contract. Wait, so you say that, that Polinka didn't try to make a move. You don't think he tried to make a move towards Kyrie? No, I think he did, and right. it wasn't enough. But my point is the, the Lakers should have, made a move off Russ before the year and they didn't because they were hoping Kyrie might come available he and did, did and you didn't get him so the whole reason didn't you, make a good enough you, offer right but, and and I by the way it, I don't know if the Nets were actually going to trade him to the Lakers because yeah they like were Josiah didn't want him didn't to go that, right but that's Plinka's job to know those things and, and to not, offer extra incentive. Or, well, on. listen, I don't know that you would want that. So reportedly, they wanted Russ, Christie, Reeves, and all the picks. You don't have depth already, so I I understand that. My point is, know that you're not getting yeah, Kyrie and then for something else exactly. And so he's got a few days to do it. Bradley Beal just signed Demonze a five year, two hundred and fifty million dollar deal for a bad Wizards team. It started this year. The only way for them to reboot the way they need to is to move off that. So Russ and a couple picks for Bradley Beal be a game changer for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Zach Levine is a possibility for the Lakers. A bunch of role players from the Jazz are a possibility for the Lakers. There are moves to make. 
And I believe it is incumbent upon the Lakers to make one. Even if it, you don't, if you were willing to give up both of those picks for Kyrie and his unreliability, mm. then you've got to be willing to give up those picks for another guy that gives you a third legitimate scoring threat. You just have to do it. The team does not have enough shooting. It does not have enough depth right now with your best player being 38 years old and your second best player being one of the most injury-prone guys in the league. All right, next. All right, your boy, Pat. Patrick Mahomes is a game away from entering a truly elite group of quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Only 12 quarterbacks have won multiple Super Bowls in their career. However, with the loss, the narrative may spin against him. If he plans to make a run on being the GOAT one day, is Mahomes at risk of digging himself in too deep of a hole with a loss in the Super Bowl this year? Uh, It would be very, very difficult. And it's not so much because he would have lost the Super Bowl and people were like, oh, now he's lost to these idiots that think it'd be better to lose <laughs> earlier in the playoffs than later in the playoffs. It makes no <laughs> sense to me. Like, it'd be, his legacy Good would be point. better if he had just lost to the Bengals like he did last year. Like, it's, <laughs> it's dumb. Um, but here's where I think it's critical that they win this year legacy-wise. Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey are not going to be around forever. Kelsey's the best tight end ever, and he's old. He's older than Gronk. Gronk retired twice already. Andy Reid is, I think, the second or third oldest coach in the NFL. Now, he'll coach for a long time, right? but Kelsey playing at this level is not guaranteed for you know more than another year or so, and you've got to have multiple rings with Mahomes and Kelsey together. The most talented quarterback, the best tight end ever. Those two guys together, you need multiple rings. We'll talk a lot more about the Super Bowl on Thursday show when I'm down there. But yeah, Mahomes, if they win Sunday, he has the greatest opening five years of any NFL player ever. I understand Brady in his first five years started won three Super Bowls, but the other two years, one year he missed the playoffs, the other year he went out in round two. And he won zero league MVPs, obviously. Mahomes' first five years wins two MVPs, wins two Super Bowls, goes to a third, and makes and the only years he didn't go to the Super Bowl, he lost in overtime of the conference championship game. It's a pretty unimpeachable record. Also, if Patrick Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, the complete list of quarterbacks in NFL history with multiple league MVPs and multiple Super Bowls. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Mahomes. That's it. If Mahomes wins this Super Bowl and wins Super Bowl MVP, the complete list of quarterbacks with multiple league MVPs and multiple Super Bowl MVPs will be Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Patrick Mahomes. That's the list. So he already, in my opinion, is one of the five greatest quarterbacks ever, he will have an argument that he is top three if he wins the Super Bowl. And I think he will talk more about that on the gambling show that comes out tomorrow. All right, we're going to jump in, we'll do, do a little on Steph, and then I will jump into your guys' comments. I'm going to try to do this with you guys live on YouTube. We'll do that next. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright, episode 126. Let's quickly get to Steph Curry, and then as promised, we're going to spend the rest of the show answering your guys' listener questions. I have the chat open, so I'm going to be uh, I, I, I'm going to be going through it here shortly. But Demonte, go ahead with the Steph Curry topic. Yeah, so Steph got banged up the other night. I forgot he bumped knees with some other guy. I forget his name. But it's bad. Uh, yeah, yep. so he's going to miss multiple weeks with this knee injury. The Warriors only a game above 500 at the moment. Yep. Is their season over? Yeah, I think they're cooked. Um, they weren't that good with Steph. Right. The facts. And this is a team that is seven and 20 on the road. This is a team whose young players have not improved. This is a team that had one guy punch another guy in the face. And it seemed to really hurt the vibes for the year. And now we have less than 30 games remaining. And I, I just don't see a path forward for them. I understand they beat well, the Mavs the other night, but Luca was out injured. But go ahead, Demonte. I think it'd be good for them though. Like Steph being hurt, I feel like forces the younger players to find some type of rhythm, and like it might mean that the rest of this season. I guess the question was, are they cooked for this season? Yeah. Which, but I feel like it might be like a little bit of like some building blocks into the next season, possibly. Man, I don't know because the they have a big Draymond Green question after this year. Yeah, I don't think it's realistic to expect Clay to get better. You just hope he can maintain. You know, Draymond, we assume, is probably going to opt out after this year and look for big money. Do you want to give him that? And, you know, Wiseman's been a total bust for them, unfortunately. And they right now are one game up, one game out of the 11 seed. And if you look right now, at the teams that there are three teams not in the playoffs right now that are still alive in the West, Portland, OKC, and the Lakers. Those teams all have 25 or 26 wins. The Warriors have 27. You're saying those teams are better. Well, I'm saying that while maybe the Jazz play themselves out of the play-in because they're right now the 10 seed. The Pelicans are not going to. The Pelicans, assuming Zion comes back, they're going to get it back together. I mean, they've obviously had a terrible stretch, but, you know, they still, they have one more win than Golden State does. If we think the Lakers are going to find a way into that top 10, and if we think Portland is not going to strip it down at the deadline, we're going to find out a lot at the deadline as far as who does what. There's going to be some team that falls out of it or teams that fall out. Golden State, to me, is primed for that. So I think it is absolutely on the board, absolutely on the board, that Golden State misses the playoffs entirely, and that would be a disaster for them as the defending champions. Uh, Okay. All right. Now let's get to uh, the listener comments. I saw one of these when I was scrolling it during the break, saying that uh, 
saying that the that Tony Gonzalez was a better tight end than Travis Kelsey. That is not a viable opinion to hold. If you want to argue Gronk, I'll listen to it. I disagree with you, but Tony Gonzalez is not a viable option for it. It is the Kelsey's biggest weakness is his blocking. He was a better blocker than Tony. Listen, I love Tony. Tony was one of my favorite players ever growing up. He was a chief, and Tony was an excellent receiving threat. But Tony Gonzalez had in his career, career, four seasons of more than 1,000 yards in his entire career. Travis Kelsey has had seven seasons in a row of more than 1,000 yards. Tony Gonzalez in his career had three double-digit touchdown seasons. Travis Kelsey has already had three in the last five years. Tony Gonzalez in his career in the postseason had 30 catches for 286 yards and four touchdowns. Travis Kelsey in his career has 127 playoff catches, almost 1,500 yards, and 15 touchdowns. Travis Kelsey is second all-time in playoff catches, touchdowns, and receptions. Not amongst tight ends, amongst all players. Kelsey, Gronk, and Shannon are the three best tight ends ever, and I... I think Kelsey is without question. I shouldn't say without question, but I think Kelsey is the best. Uh, How to upload in full quality rights. What NBA franchise has the best five-year outlook? Listen, if Zion can be healthy, New Orleans is in great shape. They have a billion picks. They have movable contracts, and Zion's a star. The answer to me is not the Mavs now that they've traded for Kyrie. I don't think that's a five-year plan. I think they hope it's a five-month plan. <laughs> um, The Rockets. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Especially if they can get Wimby or Scoop in mm-hmm. this year's draft. Also keep in mind, the Rockets have the Nets' future picks. So if the next trade KD and have to start over. Those are great assets for them. Great assets for them. And the Grizzlies, I think they need another piece, but obviously also, you know what I mean? They're young and excellent. I'm going to throw one other team in there. What? Go ahead. Seems like you want to say something. No, I was just going to say something about John Morant, but it's... You, you don't, you're deciding no, not to? Yeah. Okay. You're worried about his health or you're worried about his demeanor? Yeah. Yeah, I think Ja didn't surround himself with the best people. Yeah. Uh, And I think it's a little worrisome. The Cavs are the other interesting one, especially if in a year LeBron goes back there at age 40 to be a, like, contributor. Because the one, they they have the centers, they have the power forward, they have the guards. They just don't have a small forward, which LeBron could maybe slide into if they draft Bronny. I think yeah. that's an I, I think that's on the board. Um somebody said which NFL end of season award do you think is most likely to not go to the current favorite? 
Let me see if I can find the end of season awards favorites. Uh, I'm not sure that I can find it actually. Uh, I just see all these Super Bowl props. So I, I right now I think it's very clear Mahomes is winning MVP. Nikki Bosa is winning Defensive Player of the Year, and I think Justin Jefferson will win Offensive Player of the Year. Got to. Sauce Gardner's definitely going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm not sure. Could be Alave, could be Garrett Wilson. I wonder if Brock Purdy is going to get some love for Offensive Rookie of the Year. See him get some votes. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be Pierce, the running back from Houston. Uh, let me... Nick, what's the worst bet you've ever made? I... The the Jayhawks, the Kansas Jayhawks, Memphis Tigers played in the national championship game in 08. Memphis was favored by three and a half. And I paid minus 140 to bet them laying two and a half. And let me, the Tigers, Jayhawks, national championship box score. Let me read you what happened there, Demonse. Okay. And this was a, I laid fourteen hundred to win, uh, to win a thousand, which was way more money than I had. Like that. That was at, it. Was two thousand eight, and I didn't have that type of money. I felt so confident in what was going to happen. I did that, and here's how that game ended, Demonse. It's unbelievable. Again, I need the Memphis Tigers to win by at least three points. Right. They were three and a half point favorites. I paid a huge vig to get them down to minus two and a half. With two minutes and 12 seconds left, Demonte, the score is 61 to 50 Memphis. They're up nine in a college basketball game. Again, it's 60 to 51. I th- might have said it wrong there. It's 60 to 51 with two minutes left. Yeah, you said it. And then Kansas makes a bucket, Kansas makes a three, and all of a sudden it's a four-point game with a minute and a half left. They then both, Memphis hits two free throws, Kansas hits two free throws. Okay, not good. Kansas fouls Memphis, one and one, missed. No good. It's a four-point game. Kansas goes down and scores. They're down two. Memphis then has the ball. There's 30 seconds left. They miss a shot. Okay, now I'm sick. Kansas then misses a shot. Oh, you know what? Hold on, let me get this right. Yeah. Uh Kansas actually gets called for an offensive foul. Memphis goes to the line, misses two free throws. Kansas Gets the ball, does nothing. Memphis gets fouled, up two. Derrick Rose misses the first, makes the second. Memphis is up three with 10 seconds left, and Mario Chalmers goes down the court and hits a game-tying three, (laughs) and Kansas wins by seven in overtime. (laughs) That was crushing. I think about that bet to this day. All right, let me find get, another one. They lose money to Mario Chalmers. I know, Mario. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, 
Do you think Brady Mahomes becomes Jordan LeBron? One will have all the other, all the rings. The other will have all the stats. I mean, if Mahomes gets to within two rings of Brady, the way LeBron has gotten with Jordan, then people will acknowledge Mahomes the greatest ever. If Mahomes gets to five rings in this era with his numbers and his eye test, the real question is if Mahomes finishes with like three, will people consider him the GOAT? Uh, Nick, what's the worst take you've ever had? I, I mean... The one I'm probably most famous for is I yeah. said. Are you talking about, are you going to say Wiggins? No, it's a oh, no? Warriors take. I said that the Warriors were, oh, were going to regret. No, that they were going to regret getting Durant. Oh. That they should have just, that they it was the best team I'd ever seen, the 73-win team, and they overreacted to LeBron beating them, and they should just run the thing back, and that it wouldn't work with Durant. That was bad. That was a, that was way worse than the Wiggins. Yeah, way worse than the Wiggins. <laughs> uh, all right, let me find another one. Uh, hey, Nick, I know you said the other day that Daniel Jones would have no suitors if he left the Giants. What would you think about Miami possibly getting him? I think Miami's rolling with Tua, but I didn't say he'd have no suitors. Daniel Jones would have plenty of suitors. I just don't think he's good. I don't think it would be money well spent. Uh, but I, but I, Daniel Jones, quarterbacks are hard to find, and teams will trick themselves into it. Uh. Let me find another one here. Go ahead. Uh, Marcus Trevino says, is signing this past extension with the Lakers LeBron's biggest career mistake? I think it's a huge mistake. I didn't get it at the time. I, That's a good one. I didn't understand it. I still don't understand it. I, It's a baffling move. It's a truly baffling move. Yeah. Uh, you, go ahead. Th- there was a fan in there that asked you about like what was like your worst take. Do you think that if the Eagles ended up winning the Super Bowl this year, that the way that you talked about them throughout the entire season could end up being like one of your it's worst pretty, takes? It'll be pretty bad. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it would not be good for me. <laughs> um, but I did that once before. This is the nervous part. I I have some experience with that, not because I didn't believe in the Bucks Brady's first year there. And I thought Brady was cooked. And then they played my Chiefs in the Super Bowl and crushed them. So that one wasn't good. Uh, let me find another one. What sports talk show do you think is your top competition? Uh, I think if we're talking about shows on the other network, I think NFL Live is really good. I got to give them credit. They, they have great chemistry. They have fun. They're smart. Mina is brilliant. I love Marcus Spears. I think that's a really good show. And it's on during my show. So, yeah. you know what I mean? That's a bummer. Uh, there's a lot of good shows out there. Uh, but I think they do a really, really good job. Um, Nick, why is nobody besides you obviously talking about how impressive it is that after trading Tyreek, the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl after crushing a loaded AFC? Because people don't like to admit that their idiotic takes were wrong. One thing that I that I will give myself credit for is when I do get things wrong, I own it. I don't pretend I didn't say it. Uh, our, our friend Dusty texts in with how you not mention the 2017 Eagles as your worst take. I think that was still defensible. The 2017 Eagles, Carson Wentz was en route to winning league MVP. He broke his leg with two <laughs> weeks left in the season. And I said, 
Well, they can't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> the whole reason this team's been awesome is because of the, your quarterback. He broke his leg, so you can't Who win the in? Super Bowl. Nick Foles came in, and it's not like the defense carried him. Brady played them in the Super Bowl. Brady threw for 500 yards, and the Eagles hung 40 on the Patriots' defense. Like, I don't think that was an indefensible take. It was just Nick Foles and out-of-body experience for a month. Uh, Nick, is DeMonze still... By the way, DeMonze's name does not have an E in it. It's Every, not Demon. Yeah, everybody D-mon. thinks it's... It, it It would be... It's spelled like it's... It's literally on the thing. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, is DeMonze still going to be on the show when he moves? He's great on the show. He's a foil to Nick who talks sports all the time. So DeMonze is definitely going to be on the show in some capacity when he moves. We haven't actually yet fleshed it all out. Right. There's going to be a transition period where uh, DeMonze's mom and his older sister fill in for him during the move and during the beginning of his time in L.A. while he kind of gets settled, mm-hmm. figures out what the day-to-day in the office life is like, gets his apartment situated. So there's going to be at least you know like a six-week period or so where he's definitely not on. And then once he's fully settled with the office job in LA, when we figure out logistically how it could work, we're then going to determine if he's going to be on every show as he is now, how we're going to do it. So there will be a period where demonze has gone. He then will be back in some capacity. We haven't quite, to, to be totally honest, figured out all the logistics of it and the technical side of it just yet. I like you guys too. Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, people have been nice to you, man. Yeah. People, you I know, appreciate that. Some Thanks, of man. the, uh, I don't know if you checked any of the comments from the piece I did on Brady and parenting and the tough decisions. Mm. People were very nice to you in that as well. Okay. Talking about enjoying watching you and I work together and those yeah, things. Yeah, I'll have to check it yeah, out. Yeah, that made me happy. Um, Nick, who's the funniest person you've ever worked with on TV? It's Wilds. I knew, yeah. Gotta Wilds be. is legitimately a very funny guy. Yeah. Um, you got, I think you should tell him about the uh, the Mad Dog beard, or no? The Mad Dog the, beard. The Mad. I've got Mad Dog beard. Oh, okay. Well, this is. No. I mean, I don't know if I should tell him this or not. Okay, oh, it might look, make him look him. bad. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna make him look like a total <laughs> doofus, but it's true, so I'll tell it. So, I, I said something. I said to Wilds, I think that I have all these gray hairs in my beard, and. Wilds has two dogs at home and uh, loves them. And, like, I know, like, over Thanksgiving or Christmas, his family hosted, and he said we're going to have X amount of people and nine dogs at the house. Wow. Uh, and Wilds said to me, he's like, man, yeah, he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, I have dog jaw. Dog jaws. And I bad. said, and I said, dog jaw? He's like, yeah, you don't see this rash right here on my jawline from my dogs? I'm like, no. And he's like, and he, and he was kind of weird. I thought he was like, feel it. So I'm like, okay. He wants me to rub his face. So I reach out and he just, as soon as I reach towards him, he goes arr, 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 and pretends to bark and bite me. He didn't actually bite me. And then just started <laughs> laughing hysterically at his own idiotic joke. So he actually is a funny guy, even though I found that to be a wild thing for a 40 something year old man to do while it's in the name. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, oh, you know, that's a good point. It's in the name. 
<laughs> uh, all right, I'm, let's take a very quick break. Come back and we'll answer more questions in the chat before I have to go to TV. Talk to you guys shortly. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, welcome back in. Going to read a few more of your comments before we get out of here. Uh, people are saying the dog jaw comment is from Ace Ventura. I don't remember that. Have you ever seen Ace Ventura? No. Oh, I think you'd love it. What's it about? Oh, it's Jim Carrey at his peak. Okay. Hilarity. It's what made him a superstar. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a pet detective. Sweet. Uh, is he like busting dogs? No, he's, well, the, the premise is uh, the Miami Dolphins mascot, the dolphin goes missing. Okay. Uh, it's yeah, really, I definitely have to check it, that yeah, out. Yeah, he, they, yeah. I mean, that was, way, that was way before your time. But you've seen Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And so this was pre-Dumb and Dumber. Uh, so people, Matt Ford is beside himself. He said, what is Ace Ventura about? The guy's 24, man. Demonte, I mean, I, Ace Ventura almost assuredly came out before he was born. Yeah, I bet you've never seen Jeepers Creepers, Matt. Oh, wow. Take that, Matt. Ace Ventura came out. Let me see the year. Uh, doesn't say. Oh, 1994. Wow. Way before yeah. you were born. Way <laughs> before you were born. Um. Did Demonte resolve his issue with the Kansas City DMV? Unfortunately, no. That has not happened. But maybe someone can. It's, it will be okay. Yeah, it's as simple but as but going out there. I, but again, I think someone did say they could help us. But I didn't. They said something about their sister being able to yeah. help. And then they were like. They, they weren't able to. Yeah. Help. All right. But if you think you can help, at, at Demonte on Twitter. At Demonte Bird. Because you'll see it more than me. I'll give you money. Uh. Big ups to Demonze for being an orange man. I also went to Syracuse for my master's. Demonze did not go to Syracuse. I did. I get the credit for the Syracuse part of Where it. Where the hell? Uh, Ab James said that. Demonze didn't go to Syracuse. I went to Syracuse. Uh, what's your dream NBA starting five all time? Ray Allen's my two. 
over Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant? Yeah, I'd have Kobe run the one. Okay, well, that's crazy. I I would... If we're just doing the best... I know, he's his favorite (laughs) player. If we're just doing the best players at each spot, you have to go... Michael at the or Magic at the one, Michael at the two, Braun at the three, Duncan at the four, Kareem at the five. That's that's what you've got to do if you're doing best players. Yeah, but if you're trying to make an actual team, trying to that make an well. actual team, this is what I would do personally. I would have Steph at the one, yeah. Braun at or Jordan at the two. What? Go ahead. No, no, no. I go ahead. I, I, I have a. I know exactly how I'm going to pick this team. I would destroy my friend Nathan on the blacktop with it. Okay. You pick any player, but go ahead. Um. So I would go Steph at the one, Jordan at the two. Bron at the three. Giannis at the four. And Shaq or Dream at the five, but I'm going to go Shaq. So similar. Okay. Uh, not actually not when you get to that two and three, but mm-hmm. yeah, Curry at the one. Uh, who is it? Uh, Ray Allen at the two. Vince Carter is my three. Giannis is the four, and Shaq at the five. So no Bron. No. You're going Vince Carter over Bron. Yeah. Okay. That's a terrible idea. Telling you, man, Shaq and Giannis at the four and five just makes up for it. You got Steph in there, and then you got Ray Allen. He can hit those threes at the top. I, I honestly just really liked Hooper and Vince Carter on the blacktop. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Somebody said Steph over Magic only for that team because that team needs spacing and shooting. And if, if I'm going to have Giannis and Shaq as my front court, LeBron can shoot, obviously. Jordan wasn't a great three point shooter, but great mid range. Steph gives me. And LeBron can do, give me all the things Magic can give me. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, the the other option is to try to go, like, crazy long athletic and have Bron play the one, Jordan play the two, Giannis play the three, Dream play the four, and Kareem play the five. And to just, no one would be able to score a point on you. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't have great shooting, but defensively it'd be totally unstoppable. Uh, Switch out Kawhi for Vince Carter, by the way. So now you're taking Kawhi over LeBron. That's smart. This makes no sense. Uh, Somebody says, has an athlete ever confronted you for something you said to him? (laughs) Yeah, so with the last Super Bowl I was at, Chiefs 49ers. Saturday morning for the Super Bowl, I'm at a bougie hotel in Miami with your mom and uh, Nicole eating breakfast. And there's a group of clear, it's clear there's NFL guys at a table over. And there's one white guy with tiny eyes, just big and kind of chubby, who keeps looking over at me. And I'm like, who is this? It's like, I know I recognize him, but who is it? And he walks over to the table 
says, hi, Nick. And I'm like, oh, God, dog, I can't say who are you. So I'm like, hi, shake his hand, shakes my hand real tight. And I was like, it is my wife, Danielle. The, the, the payoff of the story won't matter that much to you in the beginning, but it will to the audience and to our producers when I say the name. And Danielle stands up and says, hi. And I'm like, please introduce yourself. Please introduce yourself. He goes, hi, I'm Richie. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Richie Incognito. Richie Incognito, who was pretty much well known at the time for being one of the most unhinged, dangerous people in the league. He had just gotten into trouble because, well, a lot of things. It it was part of uh, the Miami Dolphins bullying scandal, but that's not the big problem. He then went on to shoot up his own Lamborghini or Ferrari with an assault rifle, allegedly. He was placed on an involuntary psychiatric hold for uh, getting in a fight at a lifetime fitness. He then went to a funeral home where his father was being, his father's body was being prepared. He had two Glocks, three rifles, a silencer in his truck, and he said he wanted to cut his father's head off for research purposes. So the cops had to come get him. When they got there, he was walking through the funeral home, punching caskets and throwing objects. He also, it should be noted, is 6'3", 340. And he has walked up to me in this restaurant (laughs) because I said that the Raiders should cut him and that he's a lunatic. And I was like, he might hit me. Yeah. Like, he might beat me to death. And there's, I've got no moves. And he had just posted because the Raiders signed him or re-signed him, like his own sizzle reel highlights, that underneath it was my commentary roasting him. Mm. And I'm like, this guy's so mad. And I think he wanted me to, like, apologize. But I'm in front of my wife and her friend. I'm not going to apologize. So I was like, yeah, congrats on the deal. He's like, yeah. You didn't think I would get it. I was like, I didn't. Good for you, man. <laughs> Hope you keep it up. It's like, okay, and shook my hand again and squeezed the shit out of it. Pardon me. Then went back to his table. And Danielle has no idea who he is, obviously. Not, knows none of this story. And she says, you know, she has like this amazing Instagram. The with the, tele- the, the, tel- the telepathic stuff? Yeah, she was like, that guy's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I know. How'd you know? She's like, you could see it in his eyes. She was like, he wanted to hurt you. I'm like, yeah, I think so. Uh, so that's the worst one. Uh, Robert Griffin III confronted me on the air. Yeah, but saying isn't that like my lo- commentary prevented teams from signing him as opposed to his terrible play preventing teams from signing him. But you got to double down on it right now? I've never liked that guy. <laughs> I'm nicer to him now because he's in the industry and we're not supposed to take shots at other broadcasters, but I've never liked him. Uh, Nick, are you a fan of the Pat McAfee show? Do you like what he's on the sports world? 
I don't watch Pat's show, but I'm wildly impressed with what he's done. What he's done is a great story of betting on yourself and hitting it huge. Pat's a massive success story, a huge talent. He's fantastic. Um, Nick, do you really think LeBron would beat Jordan one-on-one both in primes? I do because he's so much bigger and stronger, but I also think that is a terrible measure of basketball. One-on-one? Yeah, Yeah. I just think that's not at all the measure of what makes someone great. Like, I think that, you know, James Harden might cook Tim Duncan one-on-one. Right. Tim Duncan's one of the eight greatest players in the history of the league. Uh, So I just think one-on-one is silly. Uh, uh, Let me see if I can squeeze in a couple more. Uh, Nick, do you think Darvin Ham's terrible rotations have escaped blame? I do, but I also think him getting Russ to accept the role that he's gotten and Anthony Davis playing at the level that he's played at when he's healthy, he deserves credit for that. Um, Nick, what player would you want to see get traded to a better situation other than LeBron just to make the league better? Dame. Yeah. I'd like to see Dame in big games on a contender. Um, Nick, have you met LeBron in person? Uh, I have. Do I have any pictures with him? I don't. I don't take pictures. Like with, I, I take pictures if someone wants to take a picture with me, right. but I don't ever ask people for, for pictures. Uh, Nick, if I go to one sports book, as far as which one's the best, if you want to go in person, the Circa Sportsbook off the strip in Vegas is pretty phenomenal as far as what they have, as far as the TV screens and how big of a, how, what their setup is. Um, Nick, your top five receivers of all time. Rice and Randy have to be there. And then it gets very tough. I got I don't want to just give that list flippantly without thinking about it. Um, Stan, this Stanley, Stanley Givner would. Mm-hmm. Oh, Stanley Givner. No, mm-hmm. would adopting relegation for the bottom teams in the NBA deter teams from tanking? I I like the relegation model. The problem is you can't. It doesn't work the way the NBA, the way American sports are formatted. Because you can't have a G League team promoted. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't. And right. so, it wouldn't work in that regard. I do, I think relegation's smart and a cool thing. But the European soccer leagues are just formatted so differently. Um, somebody asked Demonte, could he beat J.J. Redick one-on-one right now? The answer to that is no. I could. J.J. Redick? Yeah. Okay. I. I what are we? We're probably like the same height, huh? He might be a little shorter than me. Yeah. But J.J. Reddick recently retired from the NBA. Yeah, it was like two years ago. Yeah, Yeah, he was very good. I just retired from basketball like a year ago. Okay, okay, good point. Um, uh, Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd, Nick, come out and tell us uh, what you did to get where you are. Uh, I mean, the very short version is – an asinine amount of hard work and a whole lot of good luck. That's those are the sh- that's the short version. Um, do you think there's an argument to be made that Giannis is the best player in the world right now? I don't think there's an argument to be made against it. I think he's clearly and unequivocally the best player in the world. Uh, the Nick, do you and LeBron have any relationship at all? I have a very very good close relationship with Maverick. 
LeBron's business partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've been to each other's houses. We're Maverick, I would call a legitimate personal friend. I have a good relationship with Rich, Rich Paul, LeBron's agent, also Rich, who got a lot of airtime at the at Grammys yesterday because he's dating Adele. Um, I don't have a relationship with LeBron other than to say hello. It's nothing bad. It's just we've never, our our paths have never really crossed. I've never lived in the same city he played in. So we haven't had a lot of, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm friendly with people in his orbit. And last time I saw LeBron, he, he was at a nightclub in Houston and he seemed happy to see me and we dapped each other up. But that's the extent of it. Not like, yeah. Not someone that I can text with or that I can be honest to call a friend. I just think he's the greatest athlete ever to live. All right, fun show. I hope we rewarded the subscribers as promised by doing that. I thought it was great. Uh, should be a great TV show today as Broussard's Nets. I think he's going to think they're in shambles, and I think they might have actually gotten a little bit better. We'll do that on TV. I'll talk to you guys throughout the week. Gambling show tomorrow. What's right? 